Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're checking out the reality talent competition series, The World's Best. So stay tuned to the end to find out (laughs) how BJ got through that show description and title. BJ, what were your first impressions of The World's Best? The reality talent competition series? Yes. My first impression was that this is a really fun setup. I'm surprised that this isn't actually like another ripoff of a foreign international game show. They do seem to be making it original. I think it's fun that they have this wall of the world, which is a panel of 50 experts from different fields in different countries aside from the U.S. Although when we actually looked at the breakdown, it's not the most diverse set of countries. I mean, they didn't even get 50 different countries. No. But they put in an effort to get a more diverse set of judges. It adds a lot because as you pointed out, it's cool that they have a panelist in the relevant field or from a similar background give their feedback and comments on the contestants. It's cool that they can do talent matching and for the most part background matching as well. So Mm -hmm. the Japanese judge complimenting the Japanese contestant or the Australian judge complimenting the Australian contestant. That was cool to see. What did you think? Aside from that, anything else that was cool or stood out to you? I loved it. I thought it was so giant. I love totally overblown, ridiculous competition reality shows. I don't watch them regularly, but I just love when they're a huge production. It's why I love American Ninja Warrior. You also love Titan Games, your man, The Rock. I thought Titan Games was I, but I do <laughs> love The Rock. But yes, I just love outsized, ridiculous, over-the-top competitions that are clearly poised to make you feel super pumped about someone or cry when they succeed. I love it. And I thought the ridiculousness of the giant panel of global judges and the playing with the lights, leaving contestants unsure of whether they got the 75 votes they needed to move on to the next round was delightful. Yeah, they really build up the tension, make it exciting. It's a spectacle. Yes, I love the spectacle of it all. So how about we break down the people leading the show? Okay. What did you think of James Corden? I thought he was a good host. I think he could have been a little bit more ridiculous, but because there was so much more going on, I don't think they necessarily needed him to be more than nice, funny James Corden. Yeah, I think he had just the right amount of humor. I appreciated that he interacted with each of the contestants more than just introducing them. He would like get involved with some of their talent if possible. I thought that was a nice touch and made him seem more relevant because sometimes the hosts on these shows, yes, all they do is just read off a name and then cheer from the sidelines. It got a little dicey when he asked Homegirl how to say you're wrong in Mongolian. You can tell he trailed off halfway through trying to say you're wrong because even he was like ooh this might turn out poorly but he did have a great report with it seemed everyone i mean that's what hosts are supposed to do how do you feel about the judges so listeners our judges if you don't know are drew barrymore rupaul and faith hill i've always been a drew barrymore fan so happy to have her there rupaul i think he gives the nice serious commentary and very critical i always appreciate that judge because there always seems to be the like simon cowell of the panel faith hill she was fine i guess she's going to be our more sensitive waterworks type of judge. 
Although she was kind of harsh on that country singer. Yeah, her comments didn't match with the score she was giving. Yeah, that was a very tepid score for someone she freaked out over. So we'll see how she goes. But overall, I think this is a good mix. Unlike The Masked Singer, which is a singing competition and all the judges were not musical artists or producers... I like that for this one, they do have a variety of judges to match up with the variety of talents that the contestants have. Me too. Do you want to know more about Rue, Drew, and James? Of course, but how? Well, did you know this episode is brought to you by Audible, which has a huge selection of memoirs and autobiographies, including Guru by RuPaul, Wildflower by Drew Barrymore, and May I Have Your Attention, Please by James Corden? So I can get to know these people on a deeper level beyond the scores and the global stage? In the words of Barack Hussein Obama, yes, we can. Mm. And you can go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod to get a free 30-day trial membership, browse their unmatched selection of audio programs, and pick up a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening. Did we explain the structure of the show yet? Not really. So as background listeners, you need 75 points to get to the next round. Each American judge can score 0 to 50. So you take the average of the three american scores and then add a singular score because each global judge only gets <laughs> one point and then you super score that to get to 75 if possible that's all you gotta do it's very funny as you pointed out that the american judges have so much weight against <laughs> the global judges we already don't have the most global wall of the world but then just to really emphasize that they're like and america represents 50 points everybody else the other 50 <laughs> So did you like this this cast of judges? Yes, I actually loved the judges that they picked for this because they're so weird. And again, I love the spectacle of it all. I love that you can tell Drew Barrymore grew up in a Hollywood home because her chill demeanor is fantastic. Faith Hill is just happy to be there. And RuPaul is the judge to please. And RuPaul also serves as that judge on Drag Race. It's so cool to see how hard the drag queens work to please RuPaul because you can tell that's the last smile you get. That's the last thumbs up you'll get. You know that you did a really great job when you get that affirmative response from Rue. What would your talent be if you were on the show? I am talentless. Okay, I guess you got a zero. Honestly, the only talent I have is the gift of gab. But I don't think I could debate people on the stage. Like, hey, hey, just name anything. Pro or con it. Ooh, I wonder how that would come across. Combative and rude. Or you might be impressive if you can give like a really good on the spot persuasive monologue. Like convince someone their favorite ice cream isn't chocolate, it's vanilla or something yeah what would your talent be i wouldn't be on the show i shove you on that stage in this scenario and you're doing something i can physically overpower you how did you fly me there we're in studio city california i am shoving you onto that stage cameras are on rupaul is staring at you do you let him down yeah i also did not let go of you so you're on the stage with me and i'd be like hello my baby hello my darling (laughs) and i just start laughing It'd be five minutes of you panicking and singing (laughs) and me on the floor just 
cracking up. <laughs> and we'd have nothing but a wall of blank stares from all the judges, all the panelists. Every single person in that room would be silent until someone called for security. How about we talk about the real contestants, the ones with real talent? All of them? Well, you don't like one of their talents. Let's get into that one first. I want to address it immediately. The knife swallower. Space Cowboy. So he is already famous. He is a Guinness Book of World Records title holder for swallowing knives. So first he swallowed this glowing rod, which was weird because then we could hear him gagging on it and we could hear his heartbeat. And then he was like, oh, I have magnets in my chest, which makes it easier for me to swallow swords so they don't pierce my heart. And the thing is... If you are squeamish, maybe even if you're not squeamish, just the idea of putting a a sword into your body makes you uncomfortable. It makes you want to throw up. Makes some people uncomfortable. He was not uncomfortable. And I think all the judges and panelists had a similar reaction to us. How are you supposed to judge it? The judges were holding their cards in front of their faces to block themselves from it. When he moved the magnets under his skin. That's the part that gets me. I can deal with the swords. The magnets, that's too much. As you can tell, we're having trouble talking about the sword swallower. The judges had a hard time watching him, and he did not get 75 points. He suspended a sword between two beer kegs and lifted those kegs with the sword in his throat. And then CBS tried to do some tricky editing. So when he was done, he dropped the beer kegs, and they took a blurry clip of him dropping it. And so as soon as he puts the sword in his mouth, they show that clip, cut the commercial break, and make you think he like fell over with the sword in his mouth. Could you imagine cutting the clip teasing, this guy rips himself from the inside out. They'll tune in. You had to calm me down because when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm out. I'm not going to watch a guy get cut open by beer kegs. Either way, we won't see him in the next round. So no more sword swallowing. Let's move on to your favorite act. Your favorite contestants were the TNT boys. Ugh. It's a trio of Filipino boys who you said you've seen on YouTube before. Uh, yeah. Uh, so how about you describe their performance and their their vocal capabilities? It's just three angels were sent from the Philippines to sing Beyonce's Listen from Dreamgirls, which tends to be a popular song when you look up child singers from the Philippines, which is something I spend my free time doing. And they killed it. Their harmonies were... That was amazing. I mean... I cried. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Nothing makes me cry like Filipinx children singing Beyonce. They should own the rights to Beyonce's music and uh, Jennifer Hudson. A lot of people (laughs) do and I am telling you. I don't know if Dreamgirls is very popular. I don't know what it is. And I've seen a lot of videos of kids doing Adele and they just should own the rights to those songs. It was also interesting. They were clearly going to pass to the next round. They were second overall and it kind of set up this problem where the first act act was exciting and impressive but i think the judges didn't think in advance how they're gonna score everyone so after them it's like oh okay these tnt boys are presumably better but we can't really score them any higher yeah so unfortunately even though a lot of these contestants are very talented the scores don't seem to mean as much as i would have expected yes it's kind of like scoville scores on hot sauce it holds some significance but really it's just overblown to make you excited yeah it only matters is it past 75 how much higher than that doesn't actually mean too much at this point yeah okay how about we go to our next singer because we had two singing 
acts tonight. We had a Mongolian singer. He was a surprise for everyone. I was silent because I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, he sang George Strait, does not understand a word of English, and he sings in a perfect country accent with such emotion that one of the judges, I believe her name was Lyra from South Africa, asked him if he understood any of what he was singing because he put so much heart into his performance that you were like, surely he looked up the significance of the song. I am not a country music fan, but he moved me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to find my future ex-wife a pickup truck and a six pack of Coors Light and get to heartbreaking. And he told her he didn't understand a word of what he said, which was the best flex I've experienced in my life. I don't know none of your damn language, but I know how to sing this song and make y'all cry anyway. I love that. He looked so confused during the voting section when the judges were giving comments and they were getting votes. James Corden is like pumped. He's like, what do you think is going to happen? You think you're going to get enough points? And he's just standing there like... Everyone's excited. Woo! Beautiful. How about we now go to our Japanese violinist? What did you think of her? She had a very sad story about losing her arm. She was a violinist, is a violinist, but didn't know if she could continue playing the violin and developing her craft. And she holed up in her house for a year, isolated herself, and ended up learning how to play with this very specific prosthesis it looks like yeah her mom wanted to hear her play again yes and she gave a fantastic performance and every single judge cried and you noted this i think even if you weren't gonna cry as a judge it was in your best interest to look emotionally moved yes so full disclosure her performance was good she is good at the violin better than average Is she TNT Boys Filipino trio great? No. No. But because of her sob story, I think she got she got some pity votes. I think that's what makes spectacle reality shows fun because it's not all based on talent. Mm -hmm. It's also based on backstory and anticipating audience excitement and rooting for her. Mm It makes me think of Sanjaya on American Idol. Forgot about him. Yeah, who was not incredibly talented. And I don't want to do her like that. He was not a talented singer. She's a talented violinist. Yes. But his story and his appeal got him into the top 10. So that factor in spectacle shows to me is fun. And it's the shows acknowledging that there's more to it than just talent competition. They're trying to hook the audience and they're trying to move us. Yeah, it's definitely about the overall package, not just the talent. Which is what you need for any, I think, public industry. Yeah. If any of these people want a career, they need to be overall package. It's like why models have to have social media followings nowadays. Yes. Or I think what helped build such a huge audience around Rihanna. Because she's a good singer, but her personality, when she used to really engage online, she is so funny. And she built a bit of a cult of personality around her, which helped hook this loyal audience for all of these other business ventures she's pursuing yeah it's important to be able to relate to people Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so we have two more people to talk about. Oh. How about we go to Kukiwan? That's what James Corden was saying. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but this is a South Korean martial arts group. Yes. I thought that was cool. So they did a lot of breaking of boards, but to make it more interesting, they were like stacking on each other, doing kick flips, running kicks, spinning around, jumping from board to board kicks. I had actually seen this all on YouTube before, but I was still impressed. I don't know how they do it. I thought it was so cool. I was seeing it for the first time, unlike you. So my mind was blown the entire time. They moved like how I play those video arcade games, like Mortal Kombat and stuff, where I just press all the buttons because I don't know how to win. And the person just like flips around and jumps around and just does whatever. And I hope for the best. Mm. That's how they move their bodies, like me doing a button smash on an arcade game. Let me not do that to them. Much more sophisticated than that. But they just float in the air and jump around. They were like weightless. And their boards are clearly a bit thinner for them to be able to break them in the air and do all those kickflips. But James Corden tried to stomp on that wood and it didn't immediately break. Yeah, they still needed some force, which really makes you even more impressed where you're like, not only are they moving quickly and with such agility, they're like legit kicking. James Corden embarrassing himself on a global stage helped emphasize their point that they are the crew to beat. They are one of the top contestants since we saw in this episode. I wouldn't rank them number one. TNT is my number one. I agree. The last thing we need to knock out, our final contestant, which was a cliffhanger contestant, Mm -hmm. Matt Johnson from the United Kingdom. He's one of those escape artists. His skill, I guess, has to do with being able to uh, hold his breath for a long time. So he locked himself in a box of water. He's got his wrists locked up and all that stuff and he has to find the right key to get out and we don't know if he got out. He also had a backstory relating to his brother and how they both are just dealing with stuff and overcoming adversity in their own ways. What I didn't love about that story and I'm very impressed by escape artists because I simply don't understand how you can be under duress and still think strategically at the same time. Like when I'm getting toward the end of a workout class, I find it harder to even even match the moves of the teacher even if they're the same moves I'd been doing earlier in the class because my brain is so tired at that point that it's hard for it to connect with my body that said his brother suffers from a condition that makes him have seizures unexpectedly and it sounds like often potentially and he wanted to know what it felt like to have seizures so his brother said it was like drowning so he intentionally puts himself in boxes of water and became this underwater escape artist. So the intention is nice. And I think his brother is moved by it. It's clearly a family affair. But it is a little absurd to choose to hold your breath and begin to compare that to someone who has their breath taken away by experiencing a seizure whenever, right? Like you're scheduling these drowning things (laughs) and the brother is not scheduling his seizures. It's like when rich people talk about their experimentations with things like fasting it's just we get it and cool and you can do that on your own time I guess but please don't make sport of something people really experience everyone's suffering is different and it is very disrespectful when you try to make everything seem apples to apples when it's like this is apples and oranges it's apples and tires like it's just entirely (laughs) different I'm not gonna 
to say it's disrespectful. I think when like that Jack dude from Twitter talked about fasting, that was actually disrespectful. But this guy is clearly trying to uplift his brother, trying to relate yeah. to his brother in some way. And it seems like a full family bonding experience. His dad and his brother teared up during his performance. Which is an odd reaction to an escape artist. Yes, it is. But there's clearly a lot of love there. Yes, they support this. The brother understands the metaphor. It's just a little wild to compare. Like, I'm going to do this underwater escape thing on CBS at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Because the brother can't be like, okay, that sounds good. I'll have my seizure at 6 so I can get there in time. And maybe one more at 9. As long as you're on by 8.45. Does that work? That just doesn't work. But it works for them. But the notion is nice. And now we've gotten through all the contestants. Nice. Beach, any other thoughts before we rate the world's best? Keisha Shante from Canada is one of the judges on the wall of the world and I was really surprised to see her and I double checked she released some new music last year after going on a hiatus Mm. so I think she's trying to rebuild her public presence. Has she made music since the mid 2000s? Maybe like the early 2010s. Okay well shout out to you Keisha Shante. Yeah do you have any final thoughts or any any judges on the wall of the world you want to call out? The judge from Israel who voted against the country singer. How could you vote against a man who does not speak a word of English and affected a perfect country accent and tapped into George Strait's full emotion? And that's all I have to say about that. But me and homie from Israel are beefing and he does not even know it. So what's your rating if you just kind of disregard this Israeli judge? If I disregard the judge who didn't understand the premise of the show by voting against the country singer I would watch this again casually I really liked it I simply don't think any competition show will ever hook me to watch seriously because it's just not my kind of show but if you like singing shows so if you like The Voice or American Idol America's Got Talent this is a really fun outsized version of that and you will definitely watch this seriously and I take that back the one reality competition show I watch very seriously is Drag Race my rating is also I would watch again casually i think this is going to be one of those shows that will have really popular and trending clips on youtube and twitter i think there's going to be standout acts in each episode that are worth watching maybe not the full lineup of contestants because each episode there's going to be a sword swallowing equivalent that you just do not want to look at and so i think it might be worth not watching it when it airs but see what people are saying online afterwards and then go check out the acts that people really felt attached to or moved by. Mm, That's a good suggestion. That's how I watch Lip Sync Battle. I don't watch it regularly or even on TV, but the clips that go viral online, I always enjoy them. Okay, Beach, where can they find other episodes of The Pilot Pod? You can find more episodes on our website at thepilotpodcast.com and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, radio and spotify and be sure to leave us a five star rating and a review it means a whole lot to us we want to give a quick shout out to lena we're so happy to hear from you we really appreciate your support we hope you're listening now and if you want us to review a specific show not just you lena but anyone let us know and thank you lena for your generous support to our coffee account we weren't expecting that and if any of our other listeners are also feeling generous you can support our podcast and buy us a coffee 
coffee at ko-fi.com slash the pilot podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the pilot pod. You can like us on Facebook at the pilot podcast. And again, you can send show recommendations, suggestions, feedback, questions to ask the pilot podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.